Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Well, what load of old Morox that was? Morox. What is it? Um, what, who are the other guys? Zen, Zenons. Yeah. Xerox. Xeroxes. Carbon copies, yeah. Because mm. um, you had never seen this, had you? No, I've, I've seen... Yeah. It all came back to me when I started watching it that, yeah, I yeah. watched the uh, the first episode because you got a Dalek in it. Yeah. Um, and that's all I, I, I have not seen or did not know what was going to happen in the next three. And I, and I, I wish I hadn't bothered, quite frankly. <laughs> I, um, I've just lost all the change down the back of the chair. Oh, that's more exciting than that's watching the exciting. Space Museum. Um, my, my introduction to this was um, back in the days of uh, photocopied fanzines. There was one that came out, and I, if, any, if any listener knows of it, I'd love to know what the title was. It only ever lasted one issue, and it was a yeah. That's like most fanzines, and it was a um, it was an A4 one, and um, it was a normal mix of of. Can you hear my coins dropping out my pocket? Uh, it was the normal mix of. Um, oh, the pennies dropped. No, sorry. It was the normal mix of of dodgy articles, episode reviews that you'd never seen, and that. But at the back, they had decided to novelize. Uh, the Space Museum. I don't know why they picked that one. Um, it's probably because it wasn't a Target book at that point. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading it, and they, they novelized it in episodes. So episode one, novelization. And it was quite well written. And I remember reading it and going, this is amazing. I want to see this story. This sounds so great. But because, of course, the fanzine folded after issue one, they never did the rest of them. Right. So I, I had the impression that, that if, if episode one's anything to go by, this is going to be a cracker of a story. Yeah. And then when it finally came out on, uh, I think it was U- UK Gold I first saw it on, and um, sat and watched the first episode, thought, oh, this is good, this is going to get good. And then it just, it, it sort of goes, it it's goes... like everybody loses interest in it. William Hartnell buggers off on holiday, that's how yeah, little interest he had. It, in it's it. really strange. It's such a yeah. strong opening and an yeah. interesting premise and then because, it just goes nowhere. Yeah, because normally, and Doctor Who, it's a time travel show, but time travel doesn't really feature in it. It's it's just a means to get them in a different situation each week. But this is like an interesting episode that actually looks at the consequences of time travel. You know, an interesting thing of what if you if you miss you know, skip a, a groove and you're in the wrong groove and you're not quite seeing. Really interesting. And then it gets to episode two, and it's like, oh, we never finished this. What should we do? I'll just run around some corridors. I, I think what, we could end yeah. today's episode. I mean, yeah. you've just summed up the whole summed story. Up, yeah. I, I enjoy it, but on a very, very surface level, i.e. it's a Hartnell story. So yeah, that's quite, why you're yeah. watching. It, yeah, it, but <laughs> I can't imagine... Um, you know when they were like looking at 
uh, what film what films to make and they went we'll do the first Dalek story and then we'll do the second Dalek story I don't think anyone said should we do the space museum it's funny you say that because when they were making this Doctor Who and the Daleks was being filmed at yes, exactly yeah. the same time yeah and what a difference between the two it's just weird I'd, I'd love to know I'd love to know whether it was a case of a difference between whoever wrote episode one and the way it was done and the rest of it. You know, what was episode one a rewrite by David Whittaker? Hmm. Yeah, so he's or, given it an extra polish. Yeah, he's given it an extra polish. Was episode one originally, they turn up at the museum and run around some more corridors. Um, because it's just, it's so tonally different to the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in this first episode, I mean, yeah, we're going to find out. Yeah, they've they, they, they've skipped a, a a groove on the time track. Yeah. But but at that at this time, does this explain the whole thing about them being frozen at, in in their clothes I that think... they had left over from the last story, and then suddenly they're they're in their different clothes and wake back up again? Is yeah, that part th- of the whole thing? I think so. So they've 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 skipped. I don't know whether they're ahead or behind, but they're out of sync with time. So I think they've sort of they've skipped the whole bit where they changed out of their clothes. I love this sequence though because um, the Doctor is just so blasé, isn't he? About yeah. it, it's like Doctor, we're in we're in our clothes, and he uh, says, "I oh, do yeah. hope so." <laughs> yeah, he's, he's part, uh, partner brilliant as, you, as normal. But yeah, I love this that the Doctor is like, "Eh, this stuff happens when you time travel." Yeah, it's time and relativity, don't yeah. you know? Yeah, it's it's very good. Um, interesting, the lighting on this as well, isn't it? You know, the TARDIS, it's got shadowy interiors, and it's it's really nice. Well, a lot of nice this was shot, on film yeah. because you've got the reversing yes. of time, haven't you, with Vicky dropping the glass? Yeah, so which that is, had to be yeah. on film. Which now is you, you can do it on your phone in two seconds. But back then, of course, it was incredibly difficult to do stuff like that. Yeah, you know, you could just reverse in film. So, so it's nice because we get because it is on film. We get we get lots of different camera angles that we don't yeah. normally get, and it, it does look good. Um, again, just another another sort of uh, separation between this and what comes after it. Mm. Yeah. I like the opening shot when they look on the viewer and you've got these spaceships. Yes, all, all, nice all little models. Yeah. yeah, lovely, lovely, and a, and a building. Yep. And uh, so they go out and they wander around, and that's when Ian realises that they're walking on dust, but they're not leaving any footprints. No, um, which is... Because again, they're not there. Yeah, they're not there. They're technically not there. So again, really creepy and nice. I do love the. They're watching it on the scanner and they're looking at the models and they're trying to work out what it is. And the doctor goes, "Of course, a space museum. What? Yeah, just from that <laughs> one building? Yeah. Yeah. How did you work that one out, Doctor? Um, do you think space museum is dangerously close to uh, a terrorism? Oh, it's absolutely yeah. a terrorism. Um, so, yeah, they go inside the building unnoticed by those two blokes who are coming out the building and yep. they find the Dalek. This is what I remember. Um, I guess this is setting up because the next story is a Dalek story, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I think it was just to remind people. Remember these? Remember the Daleks? They're coming up. Yep. And, and more blokes coming along and the Doctor tells everybody else to hide. But why? They haven't done anything wrong. Why would you hide? Well, I suppose they're so used to everywhere they land, they get blamed for something. Okay. Perhaps the doctor's just... Perhaps he just didn't want to speak to the people. 
they look like morons. Yeah. Um, I do love uh, when when uh, Barbara or Vicky says, "There's no windows, but there's still light." Mm. Um, and the doctor just can't say fluorescent. He, he can't, can he? <laughs> Bless him. He comes up with a new word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've got more trick photography. That's when Vicky uh, can't touch an, an yes. exhibit. Yeah. And um, They've and been walking and on the planet, lovely, though. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? That They're walking on the ground, but they don't leave footprints. Why don't they sink through the ground? Exactly, yeah. It's the old ghost thing, isn't it? Yeah. If ghosts can pass through walls, how come they don't pass through floorboards? Yeah, if they're not really there, how come the light is hitting in the back of their yeah. eyes so that they can yeah. see things? I mean, also, the um, the uh, if if they have skipped a time track and they're slightly out of sync, why aren't they floating in space? Yeah. Because the planet's moved on yeah. at that point. You know? yeah, it's strontium dog, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. Ian reckons they're invisible because all these blokes keep walking straight yeah. past them, but the the doctor goes, I don't think we might actually be here. Yeah, the doctor's starting to twig, isn't he? That that all this stuff's starting to add up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ian's gone into his um, uh, idiot mode, hasn't he, in this one? Yeah, he, I suppose somebody has yeah. to be. Yeah, you need someone that's going to, uh, <coughs> going to ask the obvious questions. Um, perhaps it's refreshing they didn't give all that to Vicky. Mm. Um, but yeah, Ian Ian definitely becomes, you know, uh, not as clever as he normally is because normally he's the one that works everything out. Mm. Um, I suppose we're at, we're at the point in the series now as well where the doctors start. He is the main character, isn't he now? Yeah. Whereas before it was Ian and Barbara were the main characters, so they got all the action. Um, but yeah, the doctor gets uh, gets a lot of it. Yeah, he's the one who says we might not be here when when they find the TARDIS. Yeah. And they can't actually touch it. You go straight through it. Yeah. We get some lovely uh, stock Quatermass music, don't we? Yeah. Quatermass in the pit. Like yeah. That. And that's a great reveal, you know, when yes. they see themselves, very Planet the Apes, seeing yeah, these, yeah. like, uh, um, yeah, their exhibits in this museum. Yep. Yeah. It must, it must have been shocking when it was first broadcast. That's yeah. what I like about the early stuff. It's everything, Everything's a bit of an experiment, isn't it? Yeah. And this this is good. And it's, it actually works really well. This this first episode does work very very well. Mm. Yeah, and 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 you know uh, apparently they've jumped a time track. They they're seeing the future or what might be the future, but they don't know. And the doctor reckons they should just wait until they arrive. Yeah, it's like yeah, they don't know when they're going to end up in museums. They just hang about a bit. Yeah, and the others are like, well, yeah. we've got to get out of here. And it's like, no, us getting out of here might actually make it happen. Yeah. We do get a lot of um, a lot of this uh, sort of we don't know what to do and it paralyzes them because whatever they do might be what pushes them towards yeah. that fate, um, which is quite nice and again quite unusual for Doctor Who. Um, when they when they finally time catches up, we get that really weird slideshow. Yeah, you know, which like is I'd like because he says, doesn't he, that um, it's going to happen when the cases are empty. We've caught up yep. when the cases are empty, and Barbara says she feels something's happening, and that's when we get all the still shots. Yes, but that that in itself, when you, it's a simple idea, but when you think about it, that must have been an absolute nightmare nightmare to produce because these episodes were recorded on a Friday mm. in a two-hour slot, and that's all you had. Um, and these are still images of the episode 
as it's being recorded. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not quite sure how they. Where did they have like a uh, one of their? They were allowed two breaks in filming per filming slot. Did they? Were these photographs taken in the dress rehearsal and then blown up and fed back into a monitor, or were, was some poor sod working like mad? Might be that. Yeah. To to get to get still images off. Um, but it's unusual, isn't it? it? It is nice. And then we get that classic end of episode. We've arrived. That's yeah. great. And it, you're so, like, G'd up. I bet, I bet after, because you watched the first episode in isolation, didn't you? I did. Yeah, so I bet you were G'd up. So, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> can't yeah, wait. yeah. That, that's a really good cliffhanger yeah. ending. You know, the footstep, the footprints appear and they vanish out the cabinets. Oh, it's great. Yeah. This is going to be great. Um, but then episode two starts. Yes. And it ain't so great because we've got these blokes in bad wigs. Oh, it, it immediately descends into, um, into schlock, doesn't it? Because, yeah, we've got, we got these guys in bad wigs with widow's peaks who are the, the stock fascist invaders. Um, the only interesting thing about them is that they're all bored and don't want to be there. God, this is so boring yeah. from now on. Yeah, it's terrible. Everything's everything. The the the, the script. That's why I think it, it's probably did Glyn Jones write episodes two to four and someone else wrote episode one because the script just dumbs down. Yeah. We get things like they mention Xenon days and yeah. space this and space that, um, and then we get this. We meet the the leader of the the Morocks, who's who's bored. <laughs> And we get this massive monologue from him that fills in. He might as well be stood in front of a board with a, 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 a pointer pointing out, going, this is plot A. Where mm. do you invade? It's so on the nose um, of exposition. Um, and he's the, the governor or something. But I don't know why he's running a museum. Yeah, yeah. That's Lobos, isn't it? Or Lobos. Lobos, yeah. Um, and what... I don't. Again, was this two scripts that were hammered together? Because I think someone even says at the time, it's like they're the invaders. He's the leader of the invaders. They're the invading force, but they're looking after a museum. Yeah, yeah. What the? I reckon this is two scripts. I reckon someone wrote a script about a space museum, and they someone had a script with this boring rebels and uh, fascists. Plot, and they went. Should we put them together? I wish they hadn't. They, no. they, these rebels are they meant to be South African? Uh, I, they all they all sound South African. I imagine it's a bit like, um, you know, in Sontaran experiment where they they hired South African actors just to show that there's a difference in accent. I wonder if it was that. It's like these are aliens. Mm. The other thing is, it's is it a very very subtle digger? Apartheid Africa, South Africa, saying these these guys are fascists, make them South African. Mm, might it be. could be. I mean, it it would be very subtle dig for Doctor Who at that point, but you never you never know. Um, and then we we meet these really, like the most boring invaders ever, who don't want to be there and are bored and just don't want to do the job and they're incompetent. And then we meet the rebels, and by God, they make the Morlocks seem super interesting oh they're so wet yeah you know so oh. wet i mean well, they it's jeremy bullock for goodness yeah. sake and that doesn't raise it up no it's like um 
Yeah, you don't. When you're watching this, you don't think, "Oh, it's Boba Fett," do you? No. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> what's again? What's really weird is it's like the budgets run out as well because all the sets are suddenly really bland. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in them, and the the rebels are just wearing black turtlenecks. Yeah. Um, we do find out. I think it's episode three or four. They say, "Oh, the reason we're all kids, teenagers, is because they killed all the adults." But again, I can't work out... So they've landed on this planet, wiped out all the adults, enslaved the children, and went, you know what this planet could do with? Museum. (laughs) I don't... It just doesn't make any sense. It's more than one story. I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. I do love the the Xenons. They're alien because they've got weird eyebrows. Oh, that's rubbish as well. (laughs) They're not good, are they? Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Um, the Doctor gets caught by the Rebels, doesn't he? Yes, he does, yeah. And I love this. The Rebels actually call... They say they're ray guns. They've got ray guns and yeah. they call them ray guns. I mean, that just... It, that is so... Shows you the level this is. Yeah, yeah this, is a, this is a comic strip, isn't it? Yeah. Oh dear. And, and we have this uh, <laughs> the scene that is often shown, you know, where the Doctor knocks out a rebel and hides inside the Dalek casing yes. and pops his head up and says that he is the master, which yes. has caused an awful lot of oh. fanboy speculation. And it just, I've seen so many that go, oh, see, he's, he, he was the master all along. It's like, oh, shut up. Yeah. Um, Hartner was obviously loving it, though. Yeah. I mean, he seemed so happy in that Dalek. I can't imagine he probably was. He looks straight yeah. into camera, doesn't he? He does, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a nice little in-joke. Um, I do like as well in episode one where they meet and Vicky is so totally blasé and it's like, well, I've heard about the Daleks, but they don't look like much. Mm. And again, I wonder if that was a dig, <laughs> you know, at the, uh, the props. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I mean no, no, nothing much happens now. I mean, the, no. doctor, the doctor meets Lobos, uh, the leader of the Morrocks, um, yep. and we have the mind-reading device, this little scene where uh, they, they can see what the Doctor's got on his mind. Yeah. Which I, it, it's quite a nice little scene in that it does show that the Doctor is totally outclassing these idiots. Because, yeah, the, the, the Lobos is very uh, smug that he's got this machine, and it's like, <laughs> you can't hide anything from me, Doctor. And then the Doctor just uses the power of his mind to summon up images. I love I I couldn't even on the Blu-ray you uh, you can't really see it that clearly. I, do you reckon that is Hartner in the bathing In the swim suit? in the swimming suit. I think so. Do you reckon they said to him and say, like, well well Billy you got <laughs> you've got to put on this. Oh, I don't know. Suit. I think he'd be quite up for it. He seems to be having fun. Yeah. yeah, he seems to be having great fun. Do you think it was because he knew <coughs> next week he's on holiday? Yeah. We all cheer up. We all cheer up before holiday, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So episode three, much squabbling at the TARDIS by all the Morocks. I don't care. The others are captured, and there's a fight, and the three of them split up, and it's all (laughs) very tedious. Yes. Uh, um, Hartnell's gone on holiday. Yes. um, So he's not in this episode. Um, And in the story, it's because they've started to freeze the Doctor to put him on in an exhibition. Um, and it, again, this could have been a really interesting sort of idea, but they just they they throw things up and then don't do anything. It's like uh, in episode two, there's a scene where uh, Ian or someone notices that the Doctor's missing a button, 
Or oh, Ian's missing a button. Ian's yeah. missed a button, and, and they know it's. And they go, well, if if did we have buttons? And it's like, oh, and don't do anything with it. No. It's like I'd rather I'd rather them discuss Ian's cardigan buttons than meet these rebels again. Yeah, I thought that was going to be significant when you yeah, know, Ian do, remembers yeah. the Minotaur and they start yeah. unraveling Barbara's cardigan. That oh, did she have a cardigan on when we saw them in the? In yeah, the, in the cases, but no, nothing went nothing, there. Nothing happened. It, it's almost like at this point they give up on the we're going to end up in glass cases, and it's almost it's just a we need to overthrow the fascists. Yeah, because um, Barbara goes off and basically spends an entire episode in a room, coffin, uh, coffin. Yeah, um, not not a room that was a coffin. Barbara was coffin. Um, the the Morlocks decide to release uh, gas. But the gas seems to have the same effect as a, a boiling kettle, doesn't it? It does yeah. nothing. They're yeah. saying there's all this worry. It's like the gas will kill it. And Barbara and that other uh, idiot are in that room with the gas, and she defeats it by basically putting a hanky over her mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's padding it's in padding a story and that's it's got boring. nothing happening. Yeah, no. very dull. Vicky and that question machine is boring. Even the computer yeah. sounds bored. Yes, yeah. They um yeah, they've got an armory in a museum. Don't know why. Um and uh yeah, you get into it, you have to answer questions truthfully mm. and the answers have to match or it doesn't let you in. So just put a lock on it. Put a, <laughs> put a padlock on it. But she defeats it. Um I'm not entirely sure how, but she I says, "Oh, I I may I reprogrammed it so that it only asked questions that I could answer. And so if you're reprogramming it, yeah, just reprogram just, it to not ask any questions. Or just get it to open the door. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very strange. Yeah. And that episode ends with Ian being reunited with the Doctor, but we don't see how he's no. reunited because, well, yeah, Hartnell was on holiday. Billy's still he's on, on holiday. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's down in Sussex somewhere. Um, yeah, Ian just turns the corner and goes, Doctor. And he's like, <coughs> nope. We'll, we'll have to wait till next week. Interestingly, um, for some reason, I was quite amused in my notes. The the guy that's locked into uh, in with um, uh, Barbara, his name's Darko. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm. Darko, what is he? An elf? What the hell is going on? Oh dear. <laughs> uh, episode four. Then we find out the Doctor's in the second stage of preparation. Yes, uh, Hartnell's it... come back, um, and yeah, he's. Uh, He's in second stage, and they don't know whether they can uh, revive him. They've never bothered. No. Which sort of makes sense. And then Ian, again, is um, is useless, because it's, like, it's another one of these where he has, he has the uh, governor at gunpoint, but doesn't disarm him. Because uh, it leaves, leaves the gun with us. Like, what's the point of all this? Yeah. I like it when, when the doctor is brought round, he says that his brain was working at the speed of a mechanical computer. Yes, yeah. A mechanical Mechanical computer. computer. So basically, um, Hartnell's brain runs at the speed as a punch card system. Yeah, clockwork. Yeah, clockwork. Uh, I do that, and also the dialogue, where they go, there's no tricks in science, only facts. It's like, what are you on about? Mm. So more tedium we have the rebels being put down but then yes. they, they, they they rally and they come back and they're winning um, and yeah, off screen yeah it's all they go, we've taken the barracks 
Oh, yeah, we didn't see that. We didn't see the barracks or the taking of it. And it's all just very, very dull. It's very dull. I mean, everyone seems bored in this. You know what I mean? It's The actors you know, are not putting any effort in. You know, I, I was sat there watching it, and, you know, I'm just, like, looking on my uh, DVD shelves and thinking, shall I have a rearrange? Oh, could they have a dust? Yeah. I, I might dust in here on Saturday. You know, anything but watch Doctor Who, and that's terrible. Yeah. It, it, the... the um, Normally, when when we get to a Hartnell, it's like it's a it's a highlight for me. It's yeah, it's a reset time, isn't it's it? It's a reset. It's like oh, we're back to the good stuff. I but this is I think I think this is the worst Hartnell story. It's so dull. Yeah. Out of all those, you know, missing stories, they are missing, and this one exists. It doesn't yeah, seem quite it's not fair. Fair, is it? Um, maybe, this, yeah. maybe if this was a missing story and you only had the audio, people go, oh, this must have looked fantastic. Look, they're storming the barracks, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, it could. Perhaps that's it. Perhaps if it was on audio, we'd think higher of it. Mm. Um, but what we get, I mean, this episode four is basically escape, capture, escape, capture, escape, capture at the end. Um yeah, it's the, the the Rebels winning. No, the Morlocks are winning. No, the Rebels are winning. No, the yeah, Morlocks are winning. And that went on and on and on. It just goes on. on and on and on. And it's like, it, it's not even as if we care about these people. No. I'm with the Doctor. Go back in the TARDIS and bugger off. Yeah. yeah and uh, don't worry about it. Um, the only, the only, they, they they win and everyone's happy. Even though, like, all your, all your adults have been killed. You know, mm. What are you going to do? Um but the only interesting thing is at the end, the Doctor gets the space-time visualizer. Yes. Um, Although we don't see chase. it. No, we don't see it. I still want to know how he got it through the TARDIS doors. Yeah, yeah. He also has found the thing that uh, um, caused the problem to begin with, some, some yes. part of the TARDIS. Apparently, originally, it was going to be something in the museum that actually made That would that have made happen. more sense. Yeah. You have to have the museum. Well, I mean, if you hadn't set in a museum and it'd have been like in a barracks or something, you could have had it that there's a shield that they went through, and that's what. Could, it's just so muddy. This whole idea of the space museum, yeah. and they don't do anything with it. That it is a museum. It doesn't bear any relation on the plot. No. Nope. After episode one, well, it gives the the doctor an excuse to hide in a Dalek. Yeah. But that's like setting it up for the next yeah. story because that's how it ends, isn't it? We see this yeah. planet. We hear the Dalek noise before we see the Daleks. Yep. And then we find out the Daleks have been watching the whole thing all along. Yeah. Do you reckon they were bored? Yeah, I think they've just woken yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, it's ending. Come on, lads. Yes. We're on. What a dull story. Yeah. Da, da, I, like I say, if we, if we were scoring just the first episode, <laughs> I think we'd be looking at like 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. It's a really good first episode. Yeah. But as an overall story... Those three episodes are a lead weight round it. Yeah. It, it just doesn't recover. It doesn't pick up any speed. It doesn't have any interest. Um, like I say, I think it is... I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there's a, a worse Hartnell. And I don't think there is. I think this is the... Which is not bad, really, that you know, one completely duff story. Mm. You know. Yeah, but there you go. We can tick the box. We can yes. put it away. All right. So I thought we would vote on the Morocks today. Then that's yes. our adversary, isn't it? Yes. Could you? I could see uh, a certain Mike Raven seeing this 
Oh, yeah. And that, wi- going, that widow's peak. Oh, that haircut. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I want that. Yeah, I want that. That made me look like Christopher Lee. If anyone doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, uh, see yeah. our Hammer podcast. Yeah, the next Hammer Horrors. Yeah. Yes, yeah. All right, so if you look at a photo of a Morok, what do you think? Let's have a look. I've got one up. Um, they look like, if they were called space vampires, it's that Widow's Peak. Yeah. And also, what's, what's amazing is, from the front, they don't look too bad. As soon as they turn sideways, that wig that they're all wearing yeah. makes their head look like a, an orangutan or something. It's so weird. Uh, I like that they're wearing space tabards. Mm. The cheapest of all space attire. <laughs> um, Hello, Blake Seven. Uh, they're just duff, aren't they? They are very duff. Very duff. They are people. duff. What do you Boring. give them? What do you give them out of ten for design? For design, well, it's just a space tabard and a widow's peak. Um, and why have they all got widow's peaks? Mm. Is that genetically, you know, is that part of the species? They're They've aliens. never come back, have they? They've never. Can you see them in New Who? No, absolutely not. For the sixtieth, they'll be the villain for the sixtieth. <laughs> That's <laughs> who's behind it all. Yeah. Low boss. Doctor, it's me. Um, Design-wise, so boring. Um, I'm going to give him a... I'm going to be cruel and give him a, a three. I, I'm even crueler. I gave him a two. Wow. So that's two and a half for their design. Okay, and how effective is this um, lot? The only thing I liked about them was the fact that they all don't want to do their jobs. They're all winchers. But you can't base an entire story on the fact that the aliens are whinging. No. Um, they're just so boring. I'm going to give them a one. A one? Okay. Yeah. I gave them a two. I kept that two. So yeah. that's one and a half. All right. Oh, blimey. This isn't good, is it? This is so, going to be our lowest heart in the life, I think. Yeah. It's, well, that's an average, then, of two. All yeah. right. They're in Caravan Park, number two. Let me go down the caravan park. Is it the lowest Hartnell? Let's have a look. I can't think of anything else we've covered so You're far. the Hartnell fan, so yeah. in a minute we'll have a look and see what else. Right. Well, I, can't Two, remember, I don't think you like the Zabi, did you? So they might no, be but I, I'm, I'm looking down. I'm, I'm looking below two, and I'm pretty darn sure... No, 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 there's... No. Oh, hang on. What was the Slither? Wasn't that a William Oh, Hartnell? yes, yeah, that's the Dalek Invasion of Earth... Uh, that, that was a sort of that, tentacle that was, creature that made the. Uh, it looked just like noises. a tarpaulin, didn't it? Yeah, it was rubbish. It yeah, was yeah. Well, so we gave cheap. that one and a half. Oh right, okay. So they're these there people is marginally worse. better than the sliver. Yeah, but that's the only one. Yeah. Caravan number two is very busy. Oh dear. All right. So you've got Mestor. Yep. <laughs> um, the human-shaped Gelf. Right. The big-headed Malice. The dragon from the Seventh Doctor's yeah. dragon, Plasmatrons, Xerophin, Human Eldrad, the Space Pirates, Portreeve, and the Human Axons. So all all vaguely boring creatures. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah, yeah just bland. Yeah, it's just very bland. Um, it's I think it's interesting that these were in the same caravan as the Space Pirates. Yeah. Because yeah, I would I would say. This is about on par with that, isn't it? Yeah. A silly, schlocky run around. Boring. That is tale. boring as hell. There's yeah. no, there's no A plot, B plot on this. This is just 
point a gun, run, get captured, yeah. escape, point yeah. a gun, run, get captured, etc. It's so bland. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Ne- I've never read the. I've never owned and never read the <clears throat> the official novelization of this. If anyone has, is that boring as well? Did and did you fall asleep? S- yeah. Well, I I honestly fell asleep in episode three. You did watching this. Yeah, I legitimately fell asleep. And then, you know, when you wake up, you go, oh, God. You fell asleep through, during a William Hartnell Doctor Who. I knew this one would be tough, but... It's you just I, tough. Yeah. But it's like you're just... It's almost worse because episode one is so good. Yeah. If it was all boring, you go, it's just a boring story. But it's like, how, how can you do something so good and clever than this? It does sound... I think you might be right, David yeah. Whittaker... Or somebody it, yeah, coming someone, in, someone with a bit of yeah, with a bit of clout and a bit of, you know, quality writing behind them, and just embellishing it, or even making it up out of a whole cloth. Perhaps, perhaps it underrun and there wasn't enough story, or it'd be, it'd be interesting to know. I mean, sadly, a lot of the paperwork just doesn't exist for these no, things, do no. they? Well, who's going to own up to this yeah, anyway? Yeah. All right. So that's it then. That's William Hartnell. Not yeah. a good start to our latest run. No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Will William. things perk up for our next episode? Because, of course, it's you again, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's me again. And um, uh, I've uh, I've chosen one. We've got to say the, this is a, a, a third Doctor. We've, this is we, third, yes. Yeah, we've yeah. finished the second Doctor. Yeah, second we? Doctor's gone. You imagine if we'd have had Space Pirates after this. Oh, blimey. Oh, given up. Well, I'm hoping the next one is a bit more enjoyable for you because it is one I, I sort of like, but it has got a bad reputation. Um, we're, we're going to... Uh, we're, I can't even think of a pun for this one. Um, but I'll have to tell you, it's deaf, uh, deaf to the Daleks? Yeah, the deaf Daleks. The deaf, deaf Daleks. Yeah, deaf Daleks. Okay, yeah, no, that's fine. That's good. Um, we haven't I... got many Pertwees left, have we? No, and an awful lot of them have got Daleks in them as well. Yes, yeah. 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 No, um, I think I think we're going to have a better time with Death I to think the Daleks, so. even I think, though it's yeah. not well thought of, no, I've really, always, is it? Yeah, I've always liked it. Um, I think it works... It's more interesting than a lot of the this era's Dalek stories were. Um, so I think we're, we're, we'll have at least a lot more to talk about, and I don't think it'll be quite the chore. No, no. I mean, it's John Pertwee, it's Katie Manning, yeah. isn't it? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's Sarah. Is it Sarah? Yes, yeah, Sarah on it. It's uh, season 11. Oh, of course it is, yeah. yeah. Of course, this is the one with machine gun Daleks, That's isn't it? That's it, yeah, which I like, that yeah. noise. I, I, I seem to remember this has got appalling CSO as well. Oh, yeah, I think it's got some terrible stuff. Um, and I think I think the last episode, when they go into the, the Exelon City, really gets a bit bogged down. Right. Um, there's also a big... I seem to remember there's a big phallic snake in it. I don't remember the, there being a yeah, phallic snake. Yeah, like a snake. big... It looks like a vacuum cleaner hose that comes up out the ground and scares the Exelon. Oh no, that's ringing a bell now. Yes, yeah, it's um, a bit like the um, the the War of the Worlds. Uh, yeah, ca- yeah, the camera eye in the yeah. George Powell version. Yeah, that ch- long tube, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I hope we have a lot more to discuss. It on. can't be. It, no, it, there's no way it's going to be as dull as what no, we've no, just watched. Don't think so. All right. They say it, it's it's Pertwee and Sarah Jane. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay, cool. Um, but who is the adversary in it? Uh, I think it's the Exelons, isn't it? It is, is the Exelons. Yeah, it is. It is. Exelon. Yeah, those, yeah, those big bug-eyed things, yes. aren't they? Yeah, the uh, the dodgy monks with the their dodgy dirty habits. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm going to call the episode: dodgy monks. Dodgy monks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Okay, Ian. Okay, listener. Uh, well, see See you then. Then. Nice one. Thanks right. a lot. Then. Right. Bye bye. Bye.